Do you think if you were not a multi-billionaire, if you, a family, has not made hundreds of millions of dollars of contributions to the Republican Party, that you would be sitting here today? Um, Senator, as a matter of fact, I do think that there would be that possibility. I've worked very hard on behalf of parents and, and children for the last almost 30 years to be a voice for parents and to voice for students and to empower parents to make decisions on behalf of their children, primarily low-income children. Okay, that was Senator Bernie Sanders questioning Betsy DeVos in Washington yesterday during her confirmation hearings to be Secretary of the Department of Education. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and we're going to spend the rest of the show talking about Ms. DeVos's hearings in Washington yesterday uh, with Sheikha Dalmia, who is a senior analyst with the Reason Foundation. Uh, Sheikha, welcome back to Detroit Today. Thanks for having me on, Steve. Yeah. So, I'm going to start with two words, grizzly bears. <laughs> Who would have thought in a million years that during the confirmation hearing for a secretary of education, we would be talking about grizzly bears. But, oh, well, but we did last night. Yeah, we uh, did. And, uh, well, and, you know, this is all about children and protecting them from every danger. Out. Yeah, grizzly right. bears so, are a danger. Grizzly bears are but, a danger. You know, I start there for an important reason, and I think uh, it's that um, uh, Ms. DeVos seemed – uh, particularly unprepared for the hearings, uh, for the kinds of subjects that would come up during a hearing to be Secretary of Education. And I guess I'm not surprised by that because uh, her life experience has been pretty narrow in the field of education. She's about choice and she's about charters and has uh, pushed for vouchers and things like that. But the other things that the Department of Education does, dealing with special education, uh, dealing with uh, student loans, dealing with sexual assault, dealing with growth versus proficiency and, and in standards. These aren't things that she has had a whole lot of occasion to even have to think about, let alone make policy on. And that, of course, raises the question about, well, why then is she qualified uh, to do this job? Well, first of all, consider uh, President-elect Trump, right? I mean, by a lot of stamp measures, he's not qualified he's for not a qualified lot either, of... Right? Yeah, you know, and, you know, you can't... Uh, so, you know, setting that's a somewhat flip response. I mean, look, Betsy DeVos, as you said, has been an advocate for certain kinds of school reforms, and she knows that really well. Mm. And this conversation was a lot broader than that. But apart from that, I mean, I think you've got to cut her a little slack over here in that... Um, you know, she had. Uh, she, she's not a policy wonk, right. and she's not even a politician, really. Right. So she hasn't quite. It's not like she doesn't know about these issues, but it, that she has not mastered a vocabulary which would allow her to answer these questions in a way that the answers don't themselves, you know, generate headlines. So I think you saw a very tight-lipped Betsy DeVos. It's not like she doesn't have thoughts on these things. It's not like she doesn't have opinions on these things. I think she just doesn't know quite how to express them that she doesn't get into trouble. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Although when she did express her, her opinions on these things, they were often reflective of well, I mean, for lack of a better word, ignorance. Uh, so, for instance, she gets asked about uh, special education funding and the IDEA Act, uh, and she says, I think that's a matter that's better left to states, which, right. of course, is— Right. I mean, is, and, you know, everybody knows that uh, schools not, have to obey 
federal law. I mean, the whole idea and, is that it's federal money, and therefore the federal government. You know, yeah, but I think that's not because she. I look. I'm completely speculating, so take this with a grain of salt. I don't think it wasn't because she didn't know federal law applies. Mm-hmm. I think in her in her mind, there's a question as to how far federal law should go, and she didn't want to engage in a full discussion and commit herself to anything. Well, and and the, so she kind of like, you know, became a little tight-lipped, and you yeah. know, all you, she would say is, well, I look forward to working with you. Right, right. Uh, so, and that's, I, I guess I just have to say that's troubling. I mean, I think if you look back at past confirmation hearings for Republican uh, nominees as well as uh, Democratic, I mean, they have been wonkish conversations because the truth is uh, the, the the running of federal departments is a wonkish You know, task. I'm not sure I agree with you on no? that, uh, Steve. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, if you, you know, I'm not sure technocrats have done a great job of running this country. Uh, you know, President Obama was a great technocrat. And, you know, listening to your Obamacare discussion in the previous segment, you, you know, it is a complicated and a messy law. Yeah. You know, all his wonkish chops ultimately did not lead to a clean law that, you know, would have everybody on board. So I'm not, you know, I think if you get broader pieces of policy correct, uh, I think that's kind of more important. And I think that's the level at which we should be discussing Betsy DeVos. Look, I mean, there are two paradigms here for education, uh-huh. you know, in K-12 education. One is, a you know, government controlled uh, public accountability paradigm. And the other is a, you know, more market based uh, parental accountability paradigm. She you know, reflects no one question. of them. And she, yeah. you know, and so she is in that sense, you know, an agent for some reform and change, whether you like it or not. Uh, so I think that's the level at which we ought to have a conversation. And I really do wish that actually the senators had grilled her a little bit more on that. And maybe you would have seen her shine a little bit more. Yeah. If that well, happened. I mean, and here again, this is a, another area that she doesn't seem to quite understand about the Department of Education. But frankly, that's an issue that has been left to the states. Uh, each state gets to decide to what extent uh, choice is going to play a role in, uh, in in what students do. Each state gets to decide how many charters it's going to have or not. Uh, each school gets to decide, or a state gets to decide whether vouchers, for instance, are going to play a role. And I think one of the things I think is going to surprise her uh, in this role, which she doesn't appear to know a whole lot about, is how little power or influence she actually has over the issue that's closest to her heart from that chair. Right. No, I think that's a fair point. But, you know, uh, a, a Trump has said he wants a national voucher program. Yeah. And I actually... Good luck with that. Yeah, well, no, but I, I actually, uh, you know, think that poses a very interesting philosophical dilemma for conservatives, right? On one hand, they don't want a great federal lo- yeah. role in education. <laughs> right. On the other hand, they are all for vouchers. And that would have been an interesting point of tension to bring out to yesterday. Yesterday, uh, yesterday sure. which though I think, you know, sen- the Senate were so busy trying to play a gotcha game like you know that they and you know which caused her to clamp down that I think they themselves did something of a disservice to this broader policy debate that we are definitely going to have under President Trump. Yeah. Uh, Stephen on Facebook says the DeVos confirmation hearing was quote part hilarious part frightening. Ed on Facebook says I don't think the federal government should be in the education business 
at all. So two divergent perspectives there. Yeah, you about, know, yeah, uh, you know, this whole, I, you know, this I have to really push back against that somehow yeah. Betsy DeVos is a frightening candidate. I mean, this is a very, very strange hill for Democrats to die on to make, you know, Betsy DeVos kind of, you know, something, uh, you know, dangerous or even evil. And you've had a lot of press coverage to that effect. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, there are ultimately her advocacy has been about what she thinks is a good model for helping yes. children. And, 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 you know, this is quite... And there's a, nothing wrong with that model. And there's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. that model. We need to discuss that the model. Place, the alternative would the be... The place to, it goes off the rails is where her beliefs well, I was going to take come to precedence that. Yeah, over facts and data. Right. And where her money, which is considerable, influences policy unmoored from that fact and data and along the lines of her beliefs. And this is somebody, I mean, this is what she does in Michigan, has done on Michigan for Yeah, but years. I mean, look, uh, well, first, let me just finish my first sure. thought, which was that, you know, there are plenty of problems uh, to fight with with Donald Trump, right? I mean, to me, uh, you know, what liberals and conservatives and libertarians all should be, you know, fighting are somebody like Jeff Sessions, who's oh. his attorney general pick, right? <laughs> I, I mean, he's are. a dangerous man <laughs> in yeah. that he is, you know, he's on board, he's on record uh, with all kinds of draconian plans against immigrants, sure. against all kinds of groups that we all are to find disturbing. I mean, Betsy DeVos, she may ha you may not like her model for helping children, but she does have a model for helping children. And that's well, where the conversation, for, yeah. that, that's where the conversation should be. I think be. it's a model for helping the industry she likes philosophically. I don't, I think you could have a real argument about how much it has helped children, well, especially in the city of Detroit. Well, yes. I mean, and I've, you know, read your pieces about yeah. that. And I think on that too, you and I have a, you know, fundamental <laughs> we disagreement. Disagree, right? Yeah, we disagree. Um, uh, but, you know, this is whatever you say, she is not the level of danger. She's not as bad, bad as, as Yeah, and to say yeah. that she is the worst cabinet pick and the most dangerous. dangerous. Yeah, but no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. All right. As always, Sheikha Dalmia, a senior analyst at the Reason Foundation. Thanks for being here on Detroit today. Thanks for having yes. me. All right. Uh, I will be back tomorrow. Hope you will too. This is 1019 WDET Detroit, Wayne State's public radio station. See you tomorrow. <laughs>